Hello, welcome to the Hot Flush, the oh, premiere yeah. podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Boog, and Mrs. Berry. And that was just a quick nod to Aretha Franklin, who's not She's doing poorly. not doing so well. Um, apparently, not long to go for Aretha, but. 76 years old, what a life she's lived. My goodness, what a life. I was listening to ABC this morning and they um, played her version of Nessum Dorma and I did cry. Well, you know, apart from the fact, yes, of course you did. But <laughs> I, never, I never actually knew that she did that and so I shall be seeking that out. Yeah, seek it out. Um, Pavarotti was due to do it and his doctor said nodules or something. And then they said, Aretha, are you free to do the Grammys? And she goes, okay. And she nailed it. Bloody so hell. So very sad news in the music uh, Can you imagine? Can you imagine having a talent like that? Uh, she's just phenomenal. Like, just to be able to belt out a tune. I can Wouldn't belt it amazing? out. It doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> but thank you very much. And thank you to all our new followers who've joined us recently. We've had an influx of people um, telling, well, telling their friends. Yes. Our world domination campaign is slow but steady. But, you know, Rome was, wasn't built in a day. One day we're going to look back at all this and laugh when we're in our studio. I know. In the city, in our penthouse apartments. <sighs> On our national... Even worldwide tour. tour. Well, if Celeste Barber can do it, I'm pretty sure you and I can as well. How much fun. We Actually, do you know what? Like, I know that we say this every time, but we really just need to do something like go, okay, let's just let's just do one in Bathurst and see yeah, how that but goes. Do you know what it would... All we need is someone to volunteer to do it, <laughs> to run it. Because oh. you and I can turn up. Yes. But the logistics of actually getting behind and doing oh, that God. is somewhat daunting. Mm. To this old broad. Yeah. Broad. Also, just, oh, just too busy. <clears throat> I'm not busy. I'm very good at making time. Because yeah. I say no to everything. <laughs> but I would say yes to going out to No, that. it's the things like, you know, having to then... Well, actually, it's probably not that hard because you probably just put on Eventbrite and yeah. do tickets through that. Yeah. A couple of phone calls to find a venue. Yeah. Wouldn't that be it? Well, why don't you do it then? Well, okay. Put that on your list. I'm putting Eventbrite. And maybe we maybe we do something in... Maybe Do we reckon Bathurst be our first... Bathurst would be, because that's going back to our roots. That's where we first met, Kim. Yeah. At Charles Sturt University when I was studying mm-hmm. to be a primary school teacher and you were studying to be Yana Rent. Yes. Or, um, How did that work out for you? Yeah. As <laughs> My you can... career did not go according to plan. <laughs> as you can see, I'm quite the, uh, quite the high-flying, international, hard-hitting journalist. <laughs> What are you she writing about at the moment? Contact centres. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't even want... That sounds really boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Miss Kim here had an interesting weekend. Tell us what you did. I went to Adelaide and met Rob's parents. Okay. For those who knew, Rob is the boyfriend of two years now. Yes. Um, and met Rob's parents. And yes. And what did they think of you? What did you think of them? Um, were they nice? They were lovely. So his mum was just gorgeous. She is about the size of a thimble. Like, she's just teeny tiny and you just want to just swoosh her. No, she, she was really Did lovely. Did she make you feel enormous? Yes. <laughs> like a whale. <laughs> like a dugong, I think. <laughs> yes, actually, that is more apt. Um, so, re- yes, so mum, absolutely gorgeous, so lovely, most fascinating life. And then his dad, his mum and dad are uh, divorced. And his dad 
was like looking at what Rob's going to look like in 30 years. He's a good looking man. It was quite terrifying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got the same thing going on with Mr. Wig and Dr. Wig. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then my children, like, it's yeah. like phases of life. You just look at them and go, because <laughs> they had the same little voice stutter and some same sort of mannerisms. But I think uh, characteristics and sort of personality wise, I think he's more like his mum. Mm-hmm. But um, they had, they, they had quite, an amazing life and lived in Pakistan for 10 years in the nineties. And yeah, like, so that was great. And then I met some of his friends and caught up again with his brother and his daughters. And then we went out for dinner, um, with Becky and Simon Mm -hmm. and another, another, um, friends, another couple to this French restaurant where we just ate so much food. Two words for you, Mrs. Wig. Baked camembert. Ooh. Ooh. And we had a really, a really professional but also really funky, ready to have a little bit of fun with us waiter. Oh, it makes such a difference. Does it make a difference? It? I went out to dinner with some friends of mine the other day, uh, last week. Sam Gibson, actually. Oh, God, really? Yes, yes he's London at well. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so, uh, invited me Sam and myself and yeah. Sam and Sam's girlfriend. So, I hope you're still listening. <laughs> and we went to, I don't care about naming and shaming, we went to Fratelli Fresh in Crow's Nest. It was Dreadful. Oh, really? The food was average. The service was non-existent. I ended up having to clear the, our own table. What? After you'd eaten? We'd finished eating. Yeah. And we sat there, sat there, sat there, sat there. And then I just got up and started cleaning the table. <laughs> it was terrible. Lived I again. Um, I only... Uh, I got my grumpy old lady pants Well, on. I've been to my Potts Point. Same experience. Terrible. Dinner was cold. Uh, but the one down at the oh my god, listen to us, we're so white. Um, <laughs> down at the wharf, like where the wharf, yeah. that one, magnificent. Yeah, but uh, I think when I first came out for Telefresh, you did it really well, and then you franchised. You franchised it out, and then you lose control over quality, and just not the, the service was just bored uni students standing around. Oh no! Like see, everyone slack jawed yokels. <laughs> so the one at um, this French restaurant we went to, everyone was French. All the wait staff were French. Oh, really? So to me, that must mean that everyone in Adelaide who is French works at the French restaurant. It's called Hey Jupiter for anyone who is in Adelaide. Shout out to Hey Jupiter. Uh, perhaps those from Fratelli Fresh might like to go and have a meeting. Take yeah, a meeting. Yeah. So I met the parents. So it was just, it was fantastic. And I had been in a terrible headspace before I went away. Yes, I noticed. What so was terrible, going terrible, on? terrible, terrible. You were um, a bit woe is me. Everything in my life is fantastic, except for my current just career trajectory employment situation yeah and the current job that's quite major too so yeah yeah so the current job that i'm in gorgeous people is that the one that's got lots of millennials yeah there are lots of millennials there are lots of very bright people um and i actually yeah look i i I spent basically the last hour talking to my shrink about this and what we came out with was the fact that in a work environment for me to be happy and to feel good about what i'm doing stuff is the environment has to be um, validating and nurturing. Yep. So you just go, that was a great job, or this is really good, but let's work on that, you know, like that sort of feedback. But where I am at the moment, and it's probably largely due to the fact it's a startup. So Mm -hmm. So there's there's no culture. There's there's no culture yet. Um, Everyone's bringing the cultures that they've come from, the workplace cultures they've come from. But he had this great word for it. He called it... um, uh, he called it anxious attachment. So instead of, yeah, so instead of having that nurturing, validating, 
okay, we're all in this together, there's this anxious attachment of we've got to make this work. Yeah, because there's a bit of desperation that if it doesn't work, then it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And so sort of totally understandable. Yep. And it then becomes that question of how long does that, or, or like how long do you ride that out for, yeah. you know, in terms of. But um, so I sort of went away in a pretty dodgy headspace. I'd just been really low and feeling, you know, pretty glum wretched wretched i was a bit of a wretched soul yeah i love that word and then just got got away got down there and just just met all these you know met all these people and and it was funny you felt loved and nurtured i felt loved and nurtured yeah Yeah. and so i went from they picked me up at the airport went and met rob's mum then met his dad then went to the pub and met some friends and his brother and then went out to dinner that night and then on sunday we backed it up with brunch with becky and simon's mums yeah and Rob's just like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm great. This has been the best weekend ever. Love to and he's just And he's just like, I would be I would be in a corner cowering by yeah, this level of yeah, that, social that's, interaction. That's a lot for one girl to take on. Yeah, it was just so much fun. It's good. It's what you needed to get out I of did. that I did. It fun. just had to just be that sort of, um, what do they call it? A reset. It was mm. just like a hard reset. Well, I've been experiencing Shark Week. Mm, yeah, I saw that. This comes around very quickly. Well, yours seems to I, twenty-eight I, days. Oh, is it twenty-eight days? Well, because we were in sync at one point, but then I had the weird one where it decided to go for like forty-two days, and then the period decided to last for ten. Oh, that's just inappropriate. Inappropriate and unnecessary. Hey, um, you keep talking about something else. I want to. I'm not sure if everyone is aware of the author called Maggie McKellar. Maggie is a friend of ours and I adore her and she has had a very interesting life and not without tragedy. And um, I think there's, there's an Australian story you can look up, Maggie. There McKellar. is an Australian story about her. That um, would be my ultimate goal. To have an Australian story about you? <laughs> yeah, Same. That'd be like, Same. so then what happened? I'll go, well, then I put the washing back on and then I, <laughs> then I made some coffee and I stubbed my toe on the back oh, step. God. It's so true. It's oh, it's so, so oh boring. God, it's, yeah, it's really bad. Anyway, uh, she puts... Can you not go... Uh, I know, I'm really sorry. Oh, so that's another, fam- that's another funny story. So Rob rings me last night. I'm putting Groby to bed. He's in my bed. I'm up in my room. I'm just cleaning my teeth and I've got him on speaker and we're talking and... And then I said, oh, I've got this real tickle in my throat. It's just arrived this afternoon. And as I'm walking into my room, he did, Rob just goes, is it semen? And then Grover's... Oh, my Lord. Grover's comedic timing was impeccable. He just waited a beat and then he just went, Jesus. <laughs> and I just laughed so hard some we came out. Rob was hacking himself on the phone. And then Grover's just lying there going, I'm traumatised. I'm traumatised. You'll need to take me to one of those programs. One of those programs for traumatised children. So, yes, apparently there's semen in my throat. Um, Excellent. <clears throat> we also met, um, you met the parents. We also met Lee Sales recently too. Oh, God. But we'll just talk about Maggie and then we'll move on to Lee because yeah. this is the international name-dropping podcast. I'm going to write that in our notes. Oh, Don't yeah. you think when everything, anything is important that I put the word international in front of? Have you noticed? Yeah. Oh, no, I've noticed. Don't you worry. Uh, now I'll save. Here we go. This is what I want. So, oh, stop it. Um, okay, so I'm going to actually now share this on the Hot Flush 
uh, podcast page on Facebook. It's compelling listening listeners. I know, I know. So it's from the New York Review and it's a, a long read about menopause, depression and me. And I have not actually finished reading it, but I've read a fair whack of it and it's just, oh, it, it's just so good. Um well, you might also, beautiful listeners, be aware that I've been doing some work with a website called Women Bee. Yes. I've been writing about things like that. Yeah. Uh, but in a light-hearted, numerous way. <clears throat> numerous. Yes. Numerous. Numerous. <laughs> um, can I read you a bit of this? Uh, yes, as long as it's not too boring. Yeah. I can't pick up the clothes. I can't explain the granite of that can't to anyone. The way it feels impossible to beat. Look at me looking at the pile and you will think, just pick it up, for fuck's sake. But I don't. I look at it and the thought of accomplishing anything makes my fear and despair grow. Every thought brings on another and that prospect is frightening. All those thoughts. And it, it just it just goes on. But then she talks about how then she picks up and, you know, and, and she's okay. And anyway, it is just... Oh, everything, share that. I'm really everything we've talked, everything we've talked we about, talk about, everything, um, all of our hot flush family talk about, yep. is in this article, and it's that whole thing where you read it and you go, me too. "Oh, me too, me too." I'm not going insane, even though we kind of are. Um, no, but you, you know, the interesting thing about this, getting back to sort of talking about mental health and and changing hormones, is that sometimes you just got to like say to yourself, "Just give it five minutes. Just give it ten minutes." Yes. This is going to pass. Just yes. tweet it. Hang in there. Yes. Hang in there. Uh, so one of the things I was going to, this is one of one of our readers said this in uh, in our Facebook feed today. Readers, listeners said, uh, you know, how do you do that first thing of like, I've got to lose weight, I've got to get fit. And it's the same, it's just tiny, one yeah. tiny step. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, we all have these grand plans. And this lady was talking mm. about losing weight, doing exercise, you know, getting herself a bit sorted. Um you don't have to run a marathon. <laughs> no. You, you you don't have to steam kale. You can just make tiny little changes to your everyday life because otherwise you think it's too overwhelming, I can't do it, and give me that fucking chocolate cinnamon donut cake bun and that yeah. of vodka, thank you, and that's me done. Yeah. All you can do is go, oh, I'm going to go for a walk today and I'm going to self-care, Kim. It's all about self-care. Self-care. I like it. But I the like other it thing a lot. to remember is if you are going to go for a walk, just don't, you know, don't do what I do and go, right, I'm going to go down there, I'm going to walk up the headland, and then I'm going to walk around, and then I'm going to, and then it's like, no, just fucking go around the block. Or yeah. just walk until you, you don't want to walk don't anymore. Don't walk anymore. And then turn around and go home. And don't take your phone. Yeah, don't take your phone. Don't take your phone. Turn your phone off. I reckon the phone, well, I know, I've done work with it, um, and, you know, we're going to talk about the Four Corners program last night. We're over the shop today. Listen oh, to no, us. No, listen to us. Um, anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, we did meet <laughs> Lee Sales, and we did go up to Lee Sales, who was launching our friend Rick Morton's book, which is excellent, 100 Years of Dirt. And I did go and introduce myself, um, like, as if she would know who I was, right? And I said, oh, Lee, you know you're a really successful podcaster, but Kim, Kim, <laughs> come here. I want you to meet my friend Kim. She's a big friend. Kim! <laughs> so I dragged poor Kim and was having a conversation with someone else over because I thought I only had about a one-second window with Lee Sales. Oh, my God, it was horrifying. And so then I plonked Kim in front of her and, well, didn't Kim take off? She knows more about Lee Sales than Lee Sales knows about herself. It was, seriously, I just think back about it and just go, 
every, every had everything. You had, had you had any drinks by that stage? No. Okay. So I don't even have that as an excuse. So everything you hear famous people say about when they meet pe- you know, fans and stuff in a bad way, <laughs> that was me. I was just like, ah, nah, nah. and then where Rick's book launch was, up in another part of the pub, there was a, a, wake. a wake for a guy and they were all sort of rockabilly swing dancing crowd. So the music was amazing and they, the dresses like in the 1950s sort of dresses were incredible. And, and so we were talking about how, and I sort of started to go on about that and about how I didn't know Rick's friends were so into rockabilly and, and then I realized it was because someone had died. And of course, Lee's father had <laughs> just, just passed died. away. Like it could not have been more horrifying. The whole thing was just horrifying. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on from that interesting little <laughs> talk to about hangovers in your forties. Why oh, do we talk about this? Because Kim was dusty AF the next day. I was so dusty. Do you know when you're like in your twenties and Friday nights, you know, the office closes, everyone goes out, and you get blotto. Yeah. And then you wake up sort of eleven o'clock on a Saturday, yeah, and you have going... a bit of McDonald's, yeah, and then ring around your friends and say where you're going to meet that night. Yeah. Huh. I know, what right? What are we thinking? Like I cannot even. Yeah, I'm like the I'm the disappearing fairy, like uh, like ten you thirty. Do, you do like ten. You're like nine o'clock, and you can see Mrs. Woods like <laughs> making a making a beeline for the door. I was very impressed at Rick's that you actually stayed out for as long as you. I did. did. I think I was out until ten ten o'clock. It, no, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out until ten o'clock. Did mm. speak a bit of Swahili on the way home. I must say, no, because oh, I was with Soho and we found this fabulous Vietnamese restaurant. So we had a big bowl of noodles and oh, that helped. did you? That helped. But um, I think for me, the tip to getting out of a hangover when I should, you know, by all accounts have one, is to get that sleep in. If you're out until four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you can basically write the next 72 hours off. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. It, yeah. T- it took me a good couple of days to actually feel tickety-boo. But what happened was I woke up at like one o'clock in the morning and then... Um, and then I, I took some Panadol and some Nurofen and like a litre of water. Yeah. And then, so then I did wake up not too bad. Yeah. But the next night we backed it up with Jasper having a couple of friends over for his first ever sleepover of new friends from yep. high school. And the next, on Sunday morning, Rob stayed that night as well. And the next morning I said to Rob, what you just experienced last night is basically what it's like with a newborn. Oh, were you up all night? And I said, so... I think we both need to be very happy that there wasn't an accidental beaker, because <laughs> we were always, we were always like when we were when we were playing, um, uh, running. Uh, I don't know what the saying is. Anyway, but when we were at risk of uh, of having a uh, a forties a mid forties baby, <laughs> we called it beaker because all my other kids are named after Muppets, so we call it beaker. So hangovers in your forties, they're not great. No. So avoid them by going to bed early. Starting early, I I have a thing. Never change venues. Start early and leave when you're having a good time. They are my three rules. Yeah, that works. So we're going to move into adulting, and this is something that we've both sort of pondered with. I'm going to just talk to you briefly. Why doesn't it ever fucking stop? Oh. Why doesn't it ever? Why can't we put a line through it and a full stop and say, done? Yeah. This week, the dishwasher broke down. Yeah. I had an infestation of caterpillars. Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? Um, oh, they're all gone now because I've had the pest van in. The, the dog vomited all over one of the kids' rooms because of the didn't like the pest control thing. Oh, I've had so many forms. Rugby, rugby finals are coming up. 
It never ends. Never ends. It never ends. But I did put something on Facebook the other day, and it, and it was gone quite viral. And I said, you know, it's an investment. You invest all this time in your kids, but it's that one time that your kid can fix your computer problem. <laughs> it's all worth it. <laughs> my biggest nightmare is when my mum rings me up and goes, Kate, you got a minute? I think I've done something to the computer. I can't get on the line. Oh. oh. Mum comes down and I just get, and I get this like, how do I... <laughs> It's just like, and it's seriously like, how do I look up? I need you to do something for me. And it's like, <laughs> look at, like, in Google, like, look it up. But where? I, like, I can't, it's so bad. We I'm can't like, this be woman too... has done so much for me in my life, but I seriously just want to snap a neck when it just, I'm, it just comes down with it. I know, I know. I can't get it to turn on. <laughs> really? Really? We're at this level now? Can you see that little button that says on? Oh, oh we, we couldn't. We are oh. very lucky that we've still got our mothers in yeah. our lives. Of course, we're only joking. God love them. Sometimes. <laughs> so, adulting for you, what's sort of pissing you off about adulting? Um, it's the same thing. It's that it just doesn't stop. So, I'm, you know, I was out. So, the husband was uh, meant to be with the boys on Sunday. Oh, let me guess. So, he wasn't there before midday. Yeah. So, we're at brunch. And I'm just getting texts from Oscar, you know, dad's not here, dad's not here, dad's not here. And then, um, and then, you know, and it just, even you can't, even if you're not there, you can't not be there. Like, and so then yesterday morning I get Jasper going, I don't want to go to school today. And it's like, oh, why? And then, of course, he has this whole thing about he's got so much on and he's got all his homeworks piling up and he just doesn't think he can do it. Oh, okay. We're going to take a quick break. The boys are back. Break. I'll see you soon. Okay. Parenting. So as we're sitting here talking about how parenting never stops, the woo gets arrive from school and it never stops. It never stops. They're straight in. My God. Can I have some money? They they just bait each other. Oh my God. It's like, go out. Go away. Niggle, 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 I've got one who's a dobber and one who's a naughty boy and they just know their roles. Wow. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, it never stops. And, uh, and sometimes you just go, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Is that working? Yeah. Is that thing turned on? It is turned on. Tap, 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 Um... Okay, moving okay, on. So moving on, next on our list. Oh no, hang on. Oh. Let's jump to let's jump to talking about this. Okay, now that we're on the topic of kids, yeah. Kim said that she, can I put drugs and kids down on our list, and I said, "Oh, what's happened?" <laughs> and then she wouldn't tell me because she wanted to save it so she could tell you at the same time. So I go, "Okay." Um, now I know that this is a subject that has real gravitas to it and terrible outcomes. Uh, so I'm just putting that as a precursor. I don't want this to be viewed as me dismissing it or being too light-hearted or whatever. But I know that one of my children is smoking dope mm-hmm. and we've been having some pretty open discussions about it. Mm-hmm. And he's actually said to me, I'm so glad, like, thanks, Mum, for just not losing your shit about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So we actually talk about it yeah. and talk about brain development and that – brain is still developing and it's not there until his mid-20s and this is not a great idea 
Um, and he's like, it's not going to stop them from. It's not going to. And I said, it. I don't expect it to stop you from doing it. I just want you to keep that in your mind and know. Yeah, and, you know. it's not great. And you know what he said to me? He just was like, Mum, you know that I wouldn't be doing anything that I hadn't researched to, to you know, for hours and to the nth degree. And I was like, Who are you? Oh, wow. Um, and so then, yeah, but I can say to him, like, so how much are you smoking at uni? And he'll openly sort of tell me and then how much he's smoking when he's home and who he's smoking with. And and I just am so, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, he's now at the tail end of the teens and we had a very long, hard and arduous time, like getting to that point, be it development, you know, just so many things, like just from being a little kid through yeah, to losing, navigating and puberty and, away, and, you know, and, and, and I feel like I've just, I feel like I've chalked up a win, which sounds so weird when we're talking about your kids smoking dope to sort of say, I feel like I've had a win. Look, I think you'd be absolutely naive not to think that your kid's never going to do these things. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, you never did anything because no. you were pure, pure, pure as the driven snow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't really get into to dope and things like that. It just didn't, it made me paranoid and made me fall asleep and eat, eat everything and then fall asleep. So it's not really been on my agenda. I'm <laughs> not very social. But um, I, I know that it goes on. My kids know a lot about a lot of things now. And, yeah. Um, one of them's doing um, sex ed at school. Yeah. And I would much rather them have their boyfriend at home. Ooh. You yeah. know, their girlfriend at home. Yeah. Than be in the bush or a party or somewhere like that. Yeah. I'm not saying at the age of 15, you know, you have my permission to go and have sex, but let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of a, it, it's, it's an interesting time. Isn't it? Because you're like, you were my baby. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And now it's just sort of like, do things that I used to not be, childlike. I used to worry about how much time you spent on PlayStation. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> You know, like you just, it's so, yeah, so it's sort of really, it's, I, I'm, I'm probably it, doing everything that we shouldn't be doing. We probably should be advocating oh, that they yeah. shouldn't have anything and they shouldn't can I tell you how I, a member of the opposite sex or whatever. So I knew that he was, but can you, can I tell you how I ultimately found out? There was no food in the house? No, I got home, I'd been at the shop, so I got home, was putting some rubbish in our main bin out the front, you know, that. The garbage collector then comes yes, in. Yes, yes, that's the main bin. That's the main bin. Uh, and I opened that in and I put it in, and I could see Oscar's favourite drink bottle in there. I, what's this? What's this a drink bong? Bottle? Yeah. They made a bong. Old they school. Made, old school made a bong. Because they don't make Orchie anymore. No. So what are they using? They made a bong. And I, so I go inside, right? And I go, Felix is still in bed. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, because he is. And I go, dude. I, I don't know whether to be angry at you for smoking dope or for using your favorite, your brother's favorite drink bottle to make a bong. And he just like rolls over and goes, what? what? That doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so when I'm down in Adelaide and I'm relaying all this story to, to Rob's brother and Rob's brother's like, oh, bong's a shit house. <laughs> Tell him if he's going to do it to do this. And I'm just going, Oh, I don't know if we need to be putting any finesse on this. Let's just keep it really shit and that they're not getting, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's what? terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. 
Um, so we, live on the, we live on the beaches. Oh, they're not God. using a bong. Like, fuck. They think they teach you how to make one in daycare yeah. on northern beaches, don't they? <laughs> the shortening of everyone's garden hose. Yeah. Um, Kim, you've got here Barnaby's book. We haven't spoken about Barnaby Joyce for quite some time. Oh, no. I haven't read the book. I've got no interest. But no, I have been um, watching a bit of the press he's been doing, and he's really such a dipshit. Here's my issue with it, right? He may well have some severe depression and yada yada, right? But it is this post-event of behaving deplorably and then crying mental health that absolutely burrs me up. It's like, and, and this isn't a guy who's not in a position of power and authority and has exposure and access to every resource he would ever need for his mental well-being. He, how many Are You OK events and mental health campaigns do you think he's been to the opening of? Like, it's just, it's bullshit. That's what it is. And it's like, oh, and how curious that the book comes out. Like, he's already written it. Like, it's, it's already ready to go. It's like... It's, um, he's... <sighs> look, uh, and, I, and I really, anyone who's got mental health issues, oh, my heart goes out to them. It really is shit. I have a problem with Ray Hadley this week, whose son, of course, is a policeman who's just been done for cocaine possession at a pub out... Oh, really? Out, um, Borkham Hills Way, I believe. Um, so he's a, a cop who's on leave for an injury, and Ray Hadley, who says the most horrendous things about people who have drug addictions, yeah. so unempathetic, like, yeah. it's just awful what he says... So his son has been busted by the cops for drug possession um, and all of a sudden Ray Hadley's crying into a press uh, meeting saying that his son has severe mental health issues and he had no idea. So again, if he does have those mental health issues, I, my heart goes out to him. But is it being trotted out too much? Yes. Just people behaving badly? Yes. Yes. I don't think there was... I, Okay, no, I'm not going to say that because that's just completely unfair and completely based on having no contact with him whatsoever. <laughs> but, because I was, you know, but, uh, you know, you can't tell me that, that Barnaby's uh, ex-wife was not at him constantly about, you're going off the rails, I'm yeah. really worried about you, girls are really worried about you, everyone you know before you became, you know, a, a politician... And he just blinked at it and was just like, no, no, because he was sticking his dick in where, you know. Oh, into quite a few people, I so I hear. Um, wait, wait, it, is, okay, this so is this We're liable here. Oh. Um, but, but that's the thing. It just it just irks me. It's like Selim Mahaja did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got bipolar. It's not. Don Burke did it. So we've got Don Burke, Ray Hadley, uh, Barnaby Joyce on the list this week. Yeah. There should be some more people on oh, the list. Oh, there's, yeah. Gosh. Um, and there was yeah, it, it, it is being trotted out as an excuse for bad behaviour. Mm. Um, and it, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think we might take a break there, Kim. We're going to come back and talk about irrational anger, volunteering, and we're going to get to, of course, your questions and comments. So we'll see you after the break. <laughs> yeah, we will. And someone's just pinged me after my Insta story. In um, I did an Insta story that I was here. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, what's wrong with your words today? I don't know. 
I don't know. They've just gone. Uh, and they've said, was that a naked lady? Was it that was. a naked woman on the it screen was. behind you? It was. <laughs> it was. It was looking at the Four Corners uh, program, which program. we're going to talk about after we're the talk break. About. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Hot Flush, the perimenopausal podcast for everyone who's perimenopausal or even thinking about it. Yeah. Who even, who even thinks that maybe one day, yeah, okay. I know, I'm sick of this period shit. <laughs> I'm on it over and done with. Um, yeah, and this seems my um, little, you know, bleating about Barnaby. Uh, it probably is a nice segue into now talking about what one of our one of our uh, listeners beautiful Marin about irrational anger. And Marin has a problem with um, personalized numbers. <laughs> we did say irrational. Um, she she finds them really irritating. Oh uh, yeah, so do I. They really give me the shit. I don't really care. No, they're really, they're such wankerdom. There's a couple of things that irritate me. Going to Chatswood irritates me because people are <laughs> so slow walking in front of me and they stop right in front of you. Slow walkers. And then you like bash into them and then you have to apologise when you should be saying, well, why don't you fucking move to the left and stop? <laughs> anyway, I hate it when I'm in the car driving and my kids are in the back with a packet of something rustling. Oh, I right. Fucking lose it, and they know that uh, you know. Yeah. And it's pretty irrational, but in the same, like it is so fucking annoying. I cannot stand it when Mister Wood comes home every afternoon and spends five minutes sharpening the knives on the iron. You know, sh- 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 yeah. and then he starts chopping up vegetables. I have to leave the house. Um, Does he do that every day? Every day. He only has to sharpen a knife every three days. No, no, no. Every day. He's got OCD. Oh. Um, I can't stand it how he can't sit still. Yeah. He's always going to be doing stuff. Do you know, when we were in Adelaide, Rob sat down on the lounge and watched an entire episode of a show with us. I have never seen him sit down wow. to watch a program. No, I that would not. And he sat down for some of the movie that we watched as well, but not all of the movie. No. And I was like, oh, my God. Like... This is a big breakthrough you don't moment. Keep, keep going. Here's what oh, yeah. makes me irritated. <laughs> um, People cutting you off. When I go to the IGA and I'm standing there with my staff and there's no one around and I'm like, Oi, fellas, this is shitty customer service here. And then they scurry over and they serve me. I like one of them because he thinks I'm a fashion designer. I know. <laughs> um, what? Yep, sure. Uh, I find it irritating when my children interrupt me when I'm trying to podcast. Sorry. Shut the door. <laughs> okay, you have to take over now because I feel I've really hogged that session. Slow walkers. Oh. Uh, people who can't drive properly. Dawdlers. Dawdlers, yeah. Uh, and just people who do, like, uh, who are on their phone walking in the middle of the footpath. Yep. And who just, and when, and when they bump into you, they don't even say sorry. People that don't pick up their dog shit. Yeah, they should but actually be. There's fine. a special place in hell for them, because seriously, dog shit park. Yeah, uh, slow. Oh, look, seriously, slow walkers are a very yeah. big issue for me. Um, and now that my mum's gotten a bit older, she's slowed down a lot. Yeah. So we were we were. Who? No. Yes, he has. I'm in the middle of something here, mate. I don't know, darling. Jesus! 
Pete, this is this is what we're dealing with. This is real life, people. What I'd like to say: this is real life. This is unedited, unscripted, yeah. and um, go. Um, yeah, because that can't wait, Mum. That can wait. <laughs> uh, I hate it when you go to the shops for just one thing and it's not there. I hate it when I go to the shops to get one thing and I come home with three other things, but not the one thing that I go to get. Uh, yes, I hate it when I go to the shops for three things and I come home with $160 worth of groceries. I hate going to the shops. <laughs> I really do. Um, Unless it's a Friday afternoon and it's a bottle shop. I hate that every day I start off thinking, okay, today's um, today I'm going to self-care and not eat like just like a pig. And then I get to about 11 and I go, oh, well, I fucked that then. And then I just... <laughs> Go for the next day. What have you eaten today? What's, what's Kim's day on a plate? I'll tell you what I've had. I've had a Diet Coke, a banana, a coffee and a kebab. I've had a toasted cheese sandwich. Nice. And some leftover cauliflower and broccoli uh, gratin. Like, yeah. Are you on a diet? No. And in fact, I ate the, chocolate, the, the broccoli and cauliflower thing on my way to um, my shrink appointment. And then I just got really bad heartburn. <laughs> And I was like, just going, oh, that made me feel really sad. And it wasn't hot enough. Yeah. Because I nuked it. I should have put it back in the oven. Like, anyway. Um, <laughs> I hate it when I cook things and they don't turn out the way I wanted them to. That's actually one of my biggest. If that happens, then I'm, I'm in a pretty bad mood. I hate having to decide what's for dinner every night. I hate it when the husband tells me on a Tuesday afternoon that he can't come to see the boys the following Wednesday, like the next night. That's nice. Was that today? That was last week. Oh, uh, and here they are. You know, the husband's going to look after the boys for the day, so he comes over at midday, does nothing all afternoon, and then takes them out for sushi for dinner. Have we covered that off for you, Maren? <laughs> Is that enough for you, Maren? Maren, you are not alone. Dude. It's okay to have irrational anger. I, I am hating Sky News. Oh, I can't, I, well, I don't even have it, so I'm quite happy. Well, I'm that. about to give it up. Yeah, good. Except our dear friend Kieran Gilbert works there, and he's a really good journalist. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. But he's about the only one there I that know. is. Well, that's unfair, because it's just because I don't know any of the others. But I know, well, I sort of, well, I know him, but I haven't seen him for 30 years. But anyway, um, can we just give a shout out to one of our followers, Alison, who is halfway through packing up her Sydney life to move to Hobart. Her husband is re- seriously depressed, and her soon-to-be ex-boss is doing a number on her. Mm. Can we just do a shout-out and say, you've got this. It's perfectly okay to have a big cry and a big scream into your pillow, but you've got it. Just one foot in front of the other. Your boss is going to be your ex-boss, and you don't ever have to think about that hideous person ever again. Your husband needs you at the moment. Moving house is one of the most traumatic things you can go through, let alone moving cities. Yes. Cut yourself some slack. You're going to have some bad days coming up, but... You've got to have those things yeah. to look forward to. So is it a, a beautiful house that you're moving to? Is it a great job opportunities down there? Is it a lifestyle mm. decision? Yeah. So there are a whole heap of things that that once you get through this shitty, shitty time, um, there will be rainbows. And and I don't know, I don't know, Alison, if you're actually from Hobart, 
but it is just beautiful. The most pretty city, and there's so many good places to eat, and there's such a cultural good scene down there. Food, good and food, it's nice. and you're so close to just getting out in the open air. Oh my god, you're, I you're would... not going to miss the traffic and the prices in Sydney. Oh, oh it's a good, good. It's thing. a good thing. It's a good thing. What um, else have we got from the listeners this week? Oh, now Steph asked, "What's our favourite comfort food, and what do you? What's your drink order at a cafe?" Um, I'll have a flat white thank you with half a sugar. All right, yes. I'll have a latte. Or I will have an English breakfast tea. It just depends on, you know. Um, and my favourite company... Oh, he's close to that fence. I know. Mr. Wee's just come back in the Elkhorn van. Um, <laughs> he's been out foraging for Elkhorns. Can I just say he doesn't actually do that for a job? And it's so kind of you to all write in and ask if you can buy one of Mr. Wee's original Elkhorns. But they're just for his own demented amusement and, and satisfaction. satisfaction and i actually think he's just doing it to just you know irritate me yeah to just burr up mrs woog um my <laughs> favorite comfort food is a, is a hot crusty hot dripping piping hot cheeseburger from mickey d's really Can't go past it really now i really want one but mm. okay yes i'm salivating yes um the thing about it was you go, when you go into mickey d's to get your cheeseburger you've got to ask for it with no pickle so they have to make it fresh and you ask for extra hot and extra onions. Really? Yeah. But what if you like the pickles? Who likes the pickles? Me. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. We'll just ask for extra onions because oh. otherwise, if, so I'm going to eat it right, and yeah. it's going to it's going to pack some lard on me, right? Yeah. And so it just means that. Um, oh, hang on, Mister Woog. Oh, sorry. Hang on, hang on. We'll be back. Oh no, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, I think I just, he was on a professional call and I just sort of wooed him. Anyway, um, no, it's not. He shouldn't be on the phone. Um, oh, he smells like oil. Like Paco Rabanne. No, like chain oil. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, yes, he doesn't do that professionally. And get the cheeseburger, get it hot. Um, if I'm going to put the calories on it, I don't want some cold, cruddy, undelicious cheeseburger. No. It needs to be. What do you eat? Uh, it Just a... a a beautiful pasta, like a a beautiful fettuccine with a mushroom sauce, or just something like just that beautiful mouth feel, and just yeah. I'm so hungry. I know. And I had a kebab the size of my head. I do like a good falafel roll, though. I do like mm. it with lots of like hummus. Sydney ciders. If you want to know where to get sauce. the best kebab, there's two places. One's in Surrey's Hills called Abdul's. Yep. And the other one is at Birkenhead Point. Oh, really? Yeah. There's one in DY as well that is incredible. And there's one at French's Forest Shops, which is also incredible. Um, <laughs> anything else from the readers this week? Um, oh, what about sweet? Do, do you have a favourite dessert no, like no, sweet? I'm, um, yeah, no. Mm. I'm not a sweet tooth. Right. But mm. give me a pizza. I'll make short work of it. Oh, now, okay, just talk amongst yourselves. We need to do another double date at the Bitter Few and get Epic Pizza or um, BL Burgers from downstairs. Yes. That has to happen. Like... And can we take Rick Morton with us? <gasps> Totes. Yeah. I need to find him a boyfriend. Um, yeah, let's get on to that. Okay. Um, oh, and then Meryn also asked about tips for getting the motivation back for doing stuff. And it's oh, like... We've already talked yeah, about that's, that. it's terrible. Uh, Christina <laughs> talks about how she's over stupid people. Oh, you and me both, Christina. You I've and me I've met both. Christina. She is a top chick. Is there not... Uh, there is not a day goes past where I do not mutter under my breath, what an idiot. Yep. It's terrible. Should have stayed in school. Mm. Should have stayed in school. That's what I like to say. Should have stayed in school. <laughs> Gosh, we're um, not very nurturing and lovely today, are we? 
Oh, um, Sorry asked for a shout-out for the Dignity Drive. Yes, that's right. And you can find information on her. She's working on it. And this leads nicely into the volunteering that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Because one of you, I can't remember who, is stressing because you're volunteering yeah. at the school disco. Yes, don't stress. Because um, you're worried about alphas. Char, Char is stressing about volunteering because she thinks that everyone's going to be alpha female. Well, alpha female. Alpha personality. Yeah. No, just no, turn up not. and go, I'm here and, to help, and, and someone will give you a job. someone be that alpha person, because they all have to make the decisions, and you just have to do the stuff. And I'm a big fan of volunteering. I think it's so important to volunteer. One, because it keeps you connected to your community. Two, you get to boss people around. Um, and it's just, it's a good way to spend your time giving back. Kim, what do you do to volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> I get up every day. That's what I do, Mrs. Wood, to volunteer. I get up every day. I used to, um, I used to volunteer at Oscar School. You, I did the, I used to do canteen at Felix's High School. I was on a genetic support association board for a few years when Oscar was little. I don't, I don't do anything at the moment. And then one of, when I met one of, um, one of the mums in Adelaide. She actually goes and volunteers with a community group and cooks lunch for them. So they get, like, she has two different lunches. She does it twice a week. Well, I don't even like I, cooking for my own family. But I love that idea. And I thought, oh, I could I could actually really enjoy to do that, except, of course, you know, like, when. But, um, and then I sort of thought, well, I make slices and cakes and stuff for Mum Trent Bridge. And all the old biddies. That's and, nice. They like that. That's nice. You could... Fucking make me one on occasion. I know. I've really fallen. I've really fallen behind on that, haven't I? It's been. It's been episodes. Episodes I, I, and episodes. I, once I was at uh, the San Hospital in Warunga and I met a volunteer there, and he was an elderly. You know, a lot of old people sort of volunteer at hospitals to yeah. tell you where to go because they're nosy parkers and yeah. they just want to and know, find out your life And he used story. to be a barrister. Oh. Um, his wife was very sick. He spent a lot of time getting at that hospital while she was, you know, passing away and. Uh, they just thought he was lovely, and so he goes there once a week now for a day and tells people where to go. What Take I was... the first left down there, because, you know, <laughs> I'm, like, straight into this hospital. I don't, like, where am I? Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. Mr. Arnott was his name, Mr. and I'll Arnott. never forget about him. Did he give you a biscuit? Sorry, that, that so was... Lame. I'll let myself out. <laughs> that was so fucking lame. Um, there was something I was going to tell... Oh, if there, if there were still services where you could volunteer to go in and hold newborn babies, I would do that. In a there is. You can. It still exists? Yeah. Really? Mm. Um, I've told you that my dream is to actually go back and become a midwife, haven't I? No. Yeah. Mm. That's been my dream for about forever. Well, why don't you do it? Well, I actually put in my UAC application this year. Oh, my God. You kept that one quiet, didn't you? Mm. You'd be well, I've wonderful. Kept, I've kept it quiet because there's no way I could do it. Like, there's no way financially I would be able to do it. Because it's full time, they, they only offer it full time, and oh, that's disappointing. If that's your dream, like how would I? Uh, there's just, yeah, I don't know how I'd do it. How can you earn a lot of money very quickly by doing not much? <gasps> Instagram model. <laughs> Instagram model. Speaking of which, last night on Four Corners on the ABC, <laughs> uh, they had a program about Instagram influencers and the rise of cosmetic procedures. Um, did you know that Australians spend $1 billion a year on cosmetic procedures? That is staggering. And 18-year-olds are seeing a new set of tits as an 18th birthday present. It's oh, excuse me? It's an appropriate gift. What? Yeah. What? You heard me. 
down. She's just gone to have a lie down. Um, lie down. So, uh, the girls How are going to feed their babies if they've got plastic teeth? How? Of course, you go straight for that, don't you? <laughs> um, but they're getting procedures such as breast enlargements, vaginal surgery, because uh, they don't like the looks of them. Oh, um, my God. Brazilian butt lifts is where they take fat out of your legs and plump it back into your bum, and that's what the Kardashians all do. Fillers, dermal fillers, fake teeth. Look, I am of the opinion that it's your body and you can do with it what you will. Yeah, but you don't the, know at 18. The prop... Sorry. Excuse me, you're under the bed lying down. <laughs> I am on my soapbox. <laughs> I'll have you shut up, please. The problem, of course, is... You don't know who you are when you're 18. You, you haven't really developed a sense of self. And you're doing this because you're looking at everyone on Instagram who looks like that. Their lips. The lips, Kim. The lips. Anyway, it was a really interesting program last night. And what I found was interesting is that they had a couple of surgeons on. There was one called, like, the, the Breast King or the Boob King. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. His mother would be so proud. Um, but one of the surgeons got on and said he was contacted nearly every day from Instagram models saying, if you do my surgery for free, I will promote you on my channels. So that's illegal, immoral, and... I just... I actually feel a little bit nauseous. My other problem I have with it, Kim, is I've got sons. And I say to them, like, you know, that's not what we look like really and I horror them sometimes walk around in the nude yeah and I said well you know normal women don't look necessarily like some are lucky enough to be blessed like that but that level of beauty concerns me Kim thoughts I... you've not been good with words today I have not been good with words and you have completely log jammed my brain um I just those, let's talk about you when you're 18, Kim. I hated my body when I was 18. I just didn't, I didn't like going out with everyone at night because I was just like, I was fat and I wasn't as pretty as everyone else. But were you fat? No. <laughs> That's the thing. That's uh, the thing. I was not thin, but I was not fat. Um, you were a normal, healthy. I was just a normal human. Yeah. That unfortunately no one pointed out to me. Pretty much until Rob. Wow. That's huge. <clears throat> yeah. And I just sort of think, you know, at 18, if oh, there's so much that's going to happen to you in your life. And and you, you think that by having perky boobs or plump lips or a, or a curvaceous butt and a thigh gap is somehow... Validates to, you as it validates being. you as a human being. It's like, what is happening? But you know, so I, and I know, like, where you know, then I sort of look at at women our age who might get like a boob lift, or and I think, oh, I totally get my boobs. Oh, I totally, like, like now, I totally do because I, feel, I, but I feel like I'm at a point where but I, I don't want them blown up. I need to get them taken off. Yeah, I just quite like them lifted. <laughs> And I think they do that up on your collarbone and they just pull that skin up. And then so just... we are being quite hypocritical then, aren't we? Because we're but, still questioning but I think, our bodies. But, yeah, but we've also got 25 years on ourselves at 18. And you and I, I'm not the same person as I was at 18. No, I remember being 18. I didn't even own a 
a hair dryer. I never wore makeup. And, what, and now they all like. And what's the longitudinal studies on all of these things that well, they're There is none. No. So what happens to these things in your body if you then if something if if you develop some other you know autoimmune disease or you develop something else or you you know when you have kids and you, like yeah. as I said I'm going back I'm not going to I'm not going to judge you but I will judge the industry which is very much unregulated unregulated and the marketing to vulnerable teenagers is abhorrent. This, I remember Remember when this all started with women having a labia scopy yeah. or whatever. And I just, I remember going, if we're getting down to that point. That of like, level of detail. Of like going, my vagina does not look normal when in fact that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. But you've got to take it back. You take it back to porn. Like when I was growing up and I'd find dad's playboys and I'd look at them. They had full bush, bit of belly, yeah. big natural boobs. Why now is there, because at some point, like, is the men responsible for idealising what they think women, or anyway, rattling, or is it Barbie's fault? Oh, God, it's not Barbie's fault. Fucking Kardashian's fault. Yeah, it is. It it really is. Because... They've been around for 11 years now. Yeah. And we've watched them all morph from normal, pretty-looking girls to... Plasticised... You know figurines, yeah, and and they're celebrated for it. And who and, and who is out there? Like who is out there saying to young women, you know, don't you are beautiful? Yeah, you are you are beautiful. That gap in your teeth is beautiful. I'm so glad that, that I don't have a daughter. You know, and I was watching it with some girlfriends, and they were just flabbergasted. And so I told you about the time that when we went, I took the boys to the Museum of Old and New Art in Hobart yeah. in Tasmania. And, and you know, the, he has a wall of vaginas and they're plaster casts of real women's Not vaginas. vaginas. Labias. Labias. Yes, if it was a vagina, it would be very boring, wouldn't it? He's a tube. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I walked the boys along it slowly and said, I want you to look at every single one of these because every single one of them is beautiful. Real. And every single one of them is real and you should adore all of them. And however they come, that's what they're meant to look like. Good lesson, Kim. Of course, the boys were just like, and then we got to the one that had a full bush and Jasper was like, oh, you'd get carpet burn when you were born through that. Well, the bush is back, my friend. Apparently the bush is back. (gasps) I'm trendy and I didn't even try. (laughs) Can I tell you about... The lasering. Yes, we story. are going to have a quick break. A quick break, and then we'll be back. Okay, to hear Kim's lasering story. Woohoo! That'll make them keep listening. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back. Woods has just told me she's taking me to her butchers. I'm just going to go and find my phone. And I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the, the, you know, some of the produce from her butcher, and I'm a little bit excited. So, not that my children will hear this, but they will see me come home with, um, with stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry has said when we were talking about comfort food. Sorry said, "Is is mine a turmeric latte or a, re- a wheatgrass shot?" <laughs> oh, Sorry, you know me so well. You really do know me well. Sorry's just asked if I like a turmeric latte. When so riddle me this, people with the turmeric latte that I have been so willing to absolutely lampoon oh since I first saw them. Is it just turmeric and milk, or is it 
actually coffee with turmeric because that's even worse. But, you know, far better for me to know. Um, yeah. Yeah, far better for me to know what to do about that. <clears throat> so. I stopped doing that. <laughs> disgusting. I know, I know. But my throat's really sore. Um, I've got, I told, I told Rob that I was just going to call it spunk throat. <laughs> Gross. Um, so I'm going to take her up to the butchers. Mr. Woods just got home and Kimberly said to him, how are you? And what did he say? He said, I am fucking fantastic. We have nothing in common anymore. <laughs> he said, nothing he said, I've got my, I've got my bike. I've got my van. I've got this beautiful wife. What more could I want? I so cheery. So cheery. It's so annoying. To the point that when he was that cheery, I thought he was taking the piss. No. And then I actually realised, no, he's actually legit. He's actually that in love with life. But then he went on to say some things about the children. Yeah, which is just, that just redeemed him, really. <laughs> he said, fucking run my ass, those kids. Run my ass. Well, all he did was confirm the whole thing about how it never ends. never finishes. It never ends. So we were going to talk... About my lasering experience. Okay. Um, do I have any lasering? Oh, no. I had my legs waxed last week for the first time since I was 16. How was that? It was a joy. A joy? It was a joy. Because when I was 16, it's a very different technology these days. They put this hot, thick orange wax on. Yeah. And then they peeled off one strip and I went, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> so I had to spend the next three weeks picking off bits of... <laughs> anyway, now it's like, rip, rip, rip. Out you go. I was done. Yeah. So that's what I used to have. Why are we speaking in high voice? I don't know. So that's what I am. I'm a bit excited. excited. Uh, So we've just picked up on Mr. Woog's enjoyment and love of life. Oh, God. Uh, So I made an executive decision. For me to get my legs and a full Brazilian front and back uh, (laughs) was $100 and 10 bucks and I was doing that like every five weeks or so I don't have 110 bucks every five weeks or so to do that and so I finally bit the bullet and went okay and I put the call out for where I should go and a few people said just go to laser clinics they're really good so I went there they had a winter special on so it was the same price as waxing and I uh, did it all I was out of there in under half an hour. It doesn't hurt. It's a little zappy, but not painful zappy. And really clean, not covered in bits of wax or, you know, all of that much? sort of stuff. Well, so it was a winter special. So it cost me, yeah, it was about a hundred and something. Hundred. Oh, it was more because I did my underarms as well, right? So you know how I have hairy pits? Yes, they're disgusting. And how I love having hairy pits? Yes, because you're gross. I decided I would get them waxed because it was part of the winter special. Deal. And I thought, oh, I'll get them done, and then they'll just grow back. They won't grow back as thick, so that'll that's good. That's all right. I'm happy with that. They haven't grown back at all. Hallelujah! The, the underarms, one session of laser, and they've gone, like gone. Gosh. So I've had two rounds done, and they say it can take up to ten. I reckon I'm going to need one more round, and that's it. And the second two rounds were also they had, so they didn't have this winter special, but they had forty percent off. So, again, it's still costing me the same as waxing. And so I'm going in for three sessions and then I'll never have to do it again. The laser. Laser. Bring laser. The laser. And the laser um, 
it's yeah, it's so quick and it's so clean and it's so. Do you? It's weird though. Okay, how so, do you? Do you have to just pull your pants down and like lie like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just everything's hanging out for love and money. And your butt hole. Yep. Spread your cheeks. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Well, it held me off from doing it for an, probably about a decade. <laughs> Did you have a Xanax? <laughs> and it was hair? actually it was actually then going and, and then actually sort of shaving all of those sorts of stuff when I started in the alley cat phase, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Rob goes and gets his bits waxed at this Jesus, place like, in Milson's Point. Does it never end? We're going back to this theme. Can you put this in the show notes? The never-ending, never-ending podcast about... Yeah. It, is, the, it is the one that never ends. Like, it's just... I mean, and some people would actually argue that that if you are so against, you know, boob jobs and, and butt lifts... Why and are you getting your butt Why waxed? are you getting all... Why are you doing all this? Why are you getting all your butt waxed? You're a hypocrite. Hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. And I'm happy to be a hypocrite because it feels so much better when there's no bush. There, I said it. Well, you're very untrendy because the full bush is back. I know, I heard that. I saw, I um, went to a very funny podcast, uh, very funny comedy night once with American Rosso. I find them so not funny. Wash your mouth out. We've spoken of this before. I adore both of them. Well, you can have them. And anyway, <laughs> uh, and, and they were talking about how. You know, guys these days, this is seriously like a long time ago now, 10, 15 years ago. Guys, this guy, guys these days don't know how good they've got it because, you know, when we were, when we were navigating the world of sex and girls, you know, there was no such thing as a Brazilian, you know, it was, you had to fight your way down there like you were fighting through a jungle. Well, you make them work for it. You make it too easy for them now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I am here to tell you I am a lasering convert. Um. Yeah, that's about all. Is that sponsored or not sponsored? Because the other thing the bikini Instagrams do is take on sponsorships of things like laser clinic hair removals. No one's going to give you free laser clinic. No. Well, they should because this podcast is internationally renowned. I know. As one of the top podcasts ever. You know, we didn't even Mm. chart in the top two hundred last time. I know what happened there. We got up to like no. We got up to forty. I know. It's very disappointing. And the only thing I can think of is is you readers are not listeners. Listeners are not getting in there and subscribing and reviewing and saying how fabulous we are. I um went to a Delonghi event the other day. Um, and people were disappointed that I wasn't talking about Breville. So I put in a call to the manager at Breville. Have you? So we're going to have a meeting with him. We also met someone from Channel 9 the other night, didn't we? And we're oh, going we to did. have a meeting with him. That's what I was going to say to you when we were, when we were um, just getting a fresh cup of tea before, was... Uh... <laughs> Wine. <laughs> but I like that you tried to make us sound nice. Be honest. Um, oh God! Um, it oh is man. after four, and now I've like had not enough oxygen to my brain. Um, yeah, so I've got Breville lined up. We've got Channel Nine lined up. Now I thought what we'd do with Channel Nine is sell them the rights to the podcast because <laughs> they've got so much money, and I reckon that we go in and we get it all produced professionally. But I don't know. What do you think, readers? Do you prefer just Kim and listeners. I? Listeners, would you prefer just Kim and I without the bells and whistles, without the sponsors? Without the lovely little lady, I want to. I want to set up a Patreon page. <gasps> and I think we should. I think it's. Fine. Oh, you do now. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. Oh, because, I was just going to say that Kate what? was against it. But... Uh, well, I agree now because I see that every other bastard's doing it. At least it will <gasps> give you some money for petrol and for our um, little podcast machine. Get some new batteries for. 
So, I might even get stand-up mics. Oh, yes. So hey, please throw some money in, but um, can, I'll set do that you know up. how to set that up? Okay. What but, is it, though? Can you explain what it is? Yeah, yeah. No, you can just, you can, yeah, you just set it up, and then people can put in, give you as much like as you like. Like $5 a month or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. We'll be rich. But do you know what? We could use the Patreon funds to then do the Do, do the, the tour? Yeah. <gasps> so that would pay for, like, the room hire oh. at the Eddy in Bathurst. So if they really want us to come... <laughs> They really want us to come. Yeah. That would yeah. be that would be great. Yeah. Anyway, wow! Look at us! Look I at us uh, brainstorming. And you're you're involved. We want your involvement. So please get yeah. on the Facebook page. I know that a couple of you. We've had quite a few join us lately. Such great chicks. So nice. I don't think we've ever had to throw anyone out. No, I don't think so. They're either. beautiful people. And um, you tell us where where do you want us to go? I think we should go to Tasmania. We should go and stay with our friend moving down there. Our new friend moving oh, down there. Oh, we should. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god! We need the Patreon so that we can have money for the food. And there's this little bar down there. Oh, Alison, there's this tiny little bar called the Gold Bar, and it's like as big as like a small bedroom. But he just does gin and and whiskey, and he'll just go in and go. So, what sort of gin do you like? Do you like fruity or do you like, like citrus? Wet, wet gin. Yeah. And then he'll just make you drinks. Oh, that sounds fabulous. There's no actual like menu, like cocktail menu or anything. That sounds, sounds wonderful. So thank you for joining us this week. We've covered off. We've been a bit grumpy, but hopefully there's been some light and shade for you. I'm sorry that my mm. colleague's brain didn't seem to fire into gear yeah, until I'm after she had a glass my, of wine. I, know. I I was a little bit incoherent today. I must apologise And I for think that. now that you're mm. a convert. And my coughing. Yeah. And now that you're a convert of laser, can we still say keep plucking? Oh, well, the rest of me is still... <laughs> I've been sitting here. There's quite some dirty black hairs on my chin. I'll go get so. you the tweezers. So I'm going to go get the tweezers. Thanks for joining us. And as Kim likes to say, just keep plucking. <laughs>